Welcome, everyone, to uh, another episode of Rendezvous with myself and yourself and the divine intelligence underlying all things. Divine intelligence, please open the door. Some distant utility store where I won't know you're there, and neither go to some random field, but come to me in my own sweet heart and put some little mistletoe above us so we can start to make out what's real. Okay. <clears throat> going to talk about what is culture because uh, that's something what I used to find a bit baffling like one of those things I don't know if it's just me but it kind of like gets under my skin when there's an idea that and you feel like it's meaningless you know like it's just something people put out there because they've got some other agenda going on personal or transpersonal and um and they have this empty idea that doesn't really make sense. And so culture, I thought like, we was talk about there's more culture here or that's the our culture. What is that? You know, is that even real or do I just not understand it? What's going on? Um, but um, basically Jordan Peterson helped me understand this a lot better. Like the kind of metaphysics of culture, like what is it, you know? Um, he said something, but yeah, and just over, you know, through thinking this through, I've come to, a pretty, I think, a pretty simple, clear view, which you may not have heard, but I think was useful um, uh, for, you know, just good to know, but also for practically in life, it's good to be aware, like, what is culture? Because it's there, very important. So his book, uh, Maps of Meaning, it begins uh, with, I think it's the quote is something like, um, something you can't see protects you from something you don't understand. And it's talking about how culture protects us from just the pure chaos of the unknown and that that's terrifying. What often scares us most is the unknown uncertainty. Um, but the, uh, the unknown can be promising and threatening. It can, or there could be good stuff or there could be bad stuff. So that's the dragon and the gold, you know? And, um, so it's a very primary primal thing that, you know, all creatures have, um, because whenever you're operating in the world, you could get these two forces. Um, but basically saying that culture is kind of like this memory bank of all our ancestors um, and what's worked and what hasn't worked. And so it doesn't mean that it's perfect, but it's like these from all the countless experiments that have been run about how should we live and to try to survive and then also thrive if possible. Um, these are the conclusions, you know, these are, this is what we have got so far. This works, that didn't work, you know, um, and that's culture and it's transmitted basically, so we can just survive and not have, you know, not get eaten, um, and hopefully thrive and actually be happy. Um, and so, and basically, uh, the way he puts it in the book, um, it basically posits these three levels of reality. So you've got um, nature, culture, and then the individual. So the individual, like you or me, we're kind of, um, we have a uh, mother, the, you know, which is nature, basically the divine mother, like just all gives all, but you know, it's kind of both sides though. It's like, you know, chaos and it's also like, you know, abundance. Um, and then, uh, the father is, uh, culture. 
And so culture like the, the, can be the wise king who provides order, sets rules so everyone can operate within it um, and kind of, you know, maintain stability amongst the, you know, the fluctuations of the natural world. Um, and so that we can, you know, live and explore and figure things out. And um, but then uh, in the on in its dark side, the culture or the father can be, you know, totalitarianism or, you know, collectivism where it's um, these uh kind of very rigid views uh, which are forced upon people. So it's not no longer like trying to help you live your life. It's trying to live your life for you and force you, take away your freedom. But anyway, that's just the backstory. So basically, what is culture? Uh, I think culture is beliefs and behavior. So beliefs being what you think, you know, what, um, and, and then behavior, like how, how you act, what you do. So basically we can we can act we can move our body and do things you could include moving your mouth speaking as action right um and then uh thinking which in a way you could call action but it's kind of like you know um so what what uh what you but i guess it's more of a state really because you could use thinking as an action you know we can say oh i'm thinking give me a moment that's an action, active action verb, or you could use a state verb, stative verb, like, oh, I think chocolate is delicious. You know, like, I believe it's delicious. I feel it's delicious. It is delicious for me. So basically, in that sense of, you know, what we believe or what we think, it's in your mind, and then um, the, all the movements of your entity, uh, you could say, is behavior. Um, and that's co what culture is, basically, is patterns of, so it's like a collective personality. Um, so your personality, you have your beliefs, um, uh, what you think, so what you think is right and what's wrong. Okay. And then you have your behavior, which is basically flowing on from what you believe to be right and wrong, including your views on how much you should, your behavior has to, uh, um, conform to your beliefs and how much you can just follow your animal instincts every now and then, you know, or all the time for some people. Um, and so that's it. And, and so then culture is like this collective version of that. So it's like, you know, say if you take a um, hundred Irish people, um, they're going to be different from each other. But then, um, and you take a hundred, I don't know, let's say uh, uh, Cambodians, okay? And they're going to be different from each other. Um, but if you, if you, uh, you will be able to notice that within the hundred Irish people, um, they are much more similar to each other than the Cambodians are to them. And likewise, the Ca within the Cambodian group, they are much more similar than they are to any of the Irish people. You know, um, And so there will be some extremes where there's some Irish people who are really, really, really different to the Cambodians. And then there'll be some a minority of Irish people who are actually pretty similar to the Cambodians. And same thing for the Cambodians. So it's this kind of like a bell curve, like a normal distribution, where most people are in the middle, but there are extremes. Um, and anyway, that's like us with our personality on like some days we act a bit different, you know, but it's our general nature, the general pattern of belief and behavior. Um, but uh, so it's like kind of this collective personality that's been transmitted through time. And when we're raised by our parents, we're taught to, you know, they have to try to program us so that we have, because it's hard to change habits when you're older. So they try to instill certain beliefs and behavior in us that will help us thrive when we're older. And um, I believe that, you know, parents are not just friends, they're, they're there to give you good energy and all that, but their primary role is to guide you and um, set you up for a successful life, to ingrain in you um, these uh, 
beliefs and behaviors which when you're older you can then build upon and change as you see fit but you will have the freedom to do that because you won't be burdened by all this counterproductive dysfunctional behavior and you know if your parents don't lovingly set a limit on something they believe is bad then uh you know your boss or your soon-to-be ex-girlfriend or whatever will set that limit and probably in a much less loving way so so that's you know culture being transmitted and um uh so it's the and we, we can always turn away from it you can you know there's two ways to be influenced by someone you can do what they say or you can not do what they say you know you can uh you can um non-conformism is also kind of can be reactionary sometimes um but there so you know people um doing what their parents say or doing the exact opposite of what their parents say in a very extreme knee-jerk matter that's kind of probably uh fairly common or the, i say doing what they do if they're a good role models that's probably the most common for sure because it's good for you it makes things easier they're solving problems for you oh yeah you know what's going on help me you know life is confusing i want to learn kids generally trust their parents until they um, have a bad experience and a reason to doubt it but then also there will be some people who you know their parents try to instill a culture in them but they they kind of just have their own very very willful or very independent minded and they will you know kind of find their own path nonetheless this is basically culture is beliefs and behavior being passed down over generations um, and so there's a, a culture, a personality is kind of an individual culture. And then a family is a, a bit of a more, a larger scale culture um, where, you know, the individuals in the family will be different to each other, but they're more similar to each other than they are to all the other people around the neighborhood in general. And the, for each family, it's the same. The families, you could kind of look at the people's personality scores if you studied them. And in general, you could probably put people into family groups. You could figure out like, in general, um, there's certain, um, it's quite subtle, you know, at that level, but there are differences between the different families. Um, and then, um, you know, about what, and, and I should say that beliefs and, yeah, okay, beliefs and behavior, I'll go into a bit more detail in a second what that means, but, um, but yeah, and, um, and then also with, you know, cities or towns, you know, villages, whatever, they're groups of families, many families together. They too, same thing. They'll, they're all different, you know, different villages. Uh, well, the village altogether has many different differences, differences within itself. The families are all different, but they're more similar than they are to, say, these other villages. The families from here are different. Oh, they're all quite similar compared to the families over the valley and so on upwards to, like, you know, country, continent, world. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Um, Beliefs and behavior. Beliefs, I would divide into two things. There's, so it's right and wrong, but that has two forms. It's about what is and what should be. So descriptive and prescriptive. So you've got um, right and wrong, meaning uh, true and false, like uh, descriptive, like what is real, what exists. And then you've got right and wrong, meaning um, good and bad, like prescriptive or normative. Um, what should you do? And so in those two senses, you know, it's like belief is like what exists and what should it, what should be, you know, how should we act? And that's basically it. This is what you think in your head. These are, and when we talk about values, that's kind of thing that would be more, the more normative side. It's like what should be. Um, so sometimes beliefs, you have beliefs and values, um, beliefs being what is and then values being what should be. Like, should we 
get very educated? Should we do whatever our parents tell us? Should we dress modestly and cover our faces, like you know, and not let other people see us or whatever? Um, these are all what should we do, um, rather than say you know what is um, uh, just like oh does the Earth go around the Sun? Does the Sun go around the Earth? Whatever um, d is evolution real? Um, is God real? You know, um, and uh, is love real? Uh, is truth real? You know, can we get to a universal truth, uh, an objective truth through discourse? So, um, but in this case, I'm using instead of beliefs and values, I'm just using the word value, uh, beliefs for both. You know, so that's it. And then behavior. You know, of course, that's the way people act and what they do, their habits, their you know routines, their ways of acting in the world. But it would include. You could split off from that if you wanted. Um, uh, um, or I should say with beliefs, attitudes. Would, could, you could split off from that if you want, a, a more sophisticated picture of what culture is. But, or you could just keep it as part of belief. But that would be, I think, an attitude is your kind of general view, way of viewing things. When you learn something, how do you perceive it? What lens does it go through? And I think that's basically informed by your experiences and what you think is and what you think should be. So I would have that, that's all part of beliefs, let's say. Keep it simple. Um, behavior, that could also include like um, food. There's something you're doing. What do you do with the food? What do you grow? What do you, how do you store it? How do you process it? And, you know, um, how do you cook it? How do you eat it with your hands or with knives and forks? That's all behavior. It's all actions. Of course, you know, you might want to split it off, but let's put it there. Um, and then uh, architecture or, um, and art, that's also a thing you're doing. It's an action, you know. Um, and it's a little bit special, like food, I guess. Food's very delicious. That's why it's special. Um, but it's also, I guess, food is like a, a very important activity where we bond with, you know, your group. You sit around the table together and you're like, ah, oh, we did it. You know, we accomplished another meal. You know, we, we're not dying. We're living. It's a celebration of sorts. But... Um, but then, um, yeah, art and architecture, they're also, the, you know, the way, what do you do? How do you build things? Um, what kind of, do you have, Ireland, say, has usually rather sh uh, small buildings, like a few stories high, like four stories, five stories would be quite the biggest you see in the old buildings. Now there's newer buildings that are going up, which are huge. Some of them ugly. A few of them look good, I will admit. But, um, uh, and, but then, um, so that's kind of the, the culture of how you're building things. That's the style. Whereas in some other countries, they're like, yeah, no, we just want like really big buildings. That's cool. Shiny, modern, new, you know. And there's that culture coming into Dublin, say, for example, that you've got both there kind of. But anyway, um, so uh, an art, you know, you're you know, painting, you're making music, you're writing books, etc. Um, so these now I would say art and architecture, I guess, is a form of art. But um, although it's also related to, you know, accommodation, housing, so it's, it's a special kind of art. But um, I think the purpose of art is a special kind of um, behavior within culture. And this links to what I'm going to finish with, which is why should we care about what is culture, have a clear picture of it, and, and then what should we do about it, you know? Um, but basically, I think art is a mechanism by which um, culture is um, explored and stored. So rather than just through experience of the eons and just, you know, um, <clears throat> uh, through art, we can explore stories and learn things. 
we can have, you know, buildings, we can make a building and go, oh, hmm, doesn't really look very good. And then another building, oh, that's a good building. And, you know, the people who make good buildings get more popular and other people copy them. And there's this kind of decentralized network of creation which helps focus us on what is good and beautiful or good and worthy. And in the current age, I think a lot of architecture has lost sight of that. You know, in my humble opinion, it doesn't really inspire. In many cases, it depresses because I think it's people who just have a very utilitarian view of things. Of It's just about making money, having a building that well, it looks very shiny and tall and, you know, um, and they might not like the flowery, you know, kind of older stuff, but or they might think it's old-fashioned. They might have some sort of belief in their personal culture that old-fashioned is bad. Whereas I would say, no, old-fashioned things in many cases are better than the modern stuff. In some cases, yeah, they're, they're worse, you know, but it's not all, you know. You don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. That would be part of my beliefs, right, in my culture. So, but some people would go, no, no, what's new is always best. That's why it's new. You know, that's their belief, you know. Who's right or wrong? Well, let's run the experiment. Let's find out who has better results, you know. <clears throat> that's what we're doing with cultures through the world. Um, so, but yeah, so it's, um, so for exploring culture, you can, uh, um, you can learn things and about what exists, what's real and what is right, you know, or like what, what's what's um, what's true and and what is real? Uh, sorry, <laughs> what's true and what is uh, good? You know the two versions of what's right. You know, um, and so you can explore that through art in many ways and see and try to um, share it with uh, among the community and help um, people, other people explore it. Maybe the artist knows perfectly well what they're trying to say, but the maybe there's people who are going to watch that movie or read that book who don't really. And so they can read it and they can, oh, share. They can explore it for the first time. So it's helping other people explore and learn these things. So it's a transmission of culture. And that's where it gets to that storing thing. It's a way of storing culture. Your beliefs and your behaviors, which you've accumulated through time and believe these are good for the culture, these are good for the society, that's the people. Um, this is our culture. This is our memory bank, which simplifies the infinitely complex task of life. Say, so, hey, you can tweak with the edges of this, and you should, because conditions change, nature changes, so culture has to adapt for the, you know, so the mother and the father helping the, the son, the individual. Um, but uh, so you need to keep tinkering at the edges. Say certain cultures, maybe, you know, I think it's good that religions, maybe in some cases, being very strict, maybe it made sense, um, but then over time, it's like, oh, we're in a new age, like, I think it makes sense to adapt and go, oh, yeah, okay, we've got more, all this information about maybe it was not literally true, in some cases, the stuff in the religious books, maybe we should adapt. Or say, it's like, oh, throw out all the religion. Nothing's real. Then, okay, that's not really working so well. You know, the, the societies who do that have crises of meaning <coughs> or meaninglessness, more accurately. And so, you know, skyrocketing rates of depression, um, anxiety, suicide, violence, etc. Um, well, violence actually going down globally, but I believe... Um, but, um, according to Steven Pinker, anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, and, but nonetheless, like, yeah, um, well-being seems in general to be plummeting, although in a minority of people it's soaring, like the minority are getting wiser and more aware of what's, you know, of uh, what is good for us and developing that, but it seems like, unfortunately, the majority are sliding in the other way. That seems to be the 
the strange way um, the 80-20 principle is working. But um, nonetheless, uh, so we're um, through art, right? Yeah, so you're, you're exploring and storing this culture so that, you know, people can access it and they can, you can be sure, like we have paintings around here, we have movies, we have stories, like books, you know, we have um, sculptures, we have architecture, um, and people can go, you can take your kids, you know, who are still growing, and you know, or your teenagers or whatever, and you know, there'll be different artworks which um, are more relevant for each of them, but it's, there's, you know, a lot of it, it's not like a straight answer, this is the answer, it's like, we're exploring the topic, and we might have some views of what's possibly true, but often we don't really know, but it's a way of just by exploring it, you get the ideas of the field of like possibilities. And so through exploring, you know, you go to these galleries, you look at these paintings and you, you read these stories with these lessons and these characters with their motivations and what happens when they've got this nature or that nature and, um, and so on. And um, you, you get a sense of that beauty. Um, a lot of art, I guess, is just trying to communicate the sacred beauty of the present moment. And so it can kind of maybe call out to you and go, oh, what is that? There's a feeling. There's some beautiful, sacred feeling. I felt it. You know, how can I get there? Maybe I think some art has that mystical kind of purpose where it's not trying to communicate information, but it's just trying to touch you with the, the feeling that anyone can access if they can just turn off their mind and, and be fully awake without thinking in the present moment. If you want to learn how to do it, read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. It's a manual for spiritual enlightenment. Basically, it's exactly that. It's like you can be fully awake without thinking. And actually, that is the highest state of um, wakefulness for humans, it seems, you know. Um, but, and yeah, very revolutionary state of mind. Very enjoyable. Um, so... I think that can also be a purpose of art, but nonetheless, um, and you know that you also need a certain amount of that in the culture. I think for balance, you know, people who are connected, you know, like children are, you know, or a great artist are, or something, you know, um, to that field of, of sacred feeling which unites us all, and which I say in general, women seem to be um, more connected to it than men in, in general. Um, men are more often up in in their heads, which explains why the majority of the criminals and monsters through history are men, you know. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, although ultimately we're equal, obviously, but, or in my culture, <laughs> my beliefs. Um, so, yeah, okay, so art and can be a mechanism to kind of explore and share and store culture. Um, but it is ultimately just, it's a very special behavior, but it is a behavior, something we do, right? So you got these behaviors based upon what you believe, and then they can also help generate, you know, results which can then inform your beliefs, like oh, about what's real and what is um, good, and um, and then that can then feed back into more adaptive behavior. And so this is what basically what culture is. Um, and now, great, watch. So that's important because, um, you know. In, like, look, I could say, oh, you know, love is existential, love is real, the universe is alive. You could call it God if you wanted, um, but you don't need to use that word, but you could call it source or infinity or love or life or reality or nature or the cosmos, the universe, whatever. Um, self, capital S self, um, 
emptiness, whatever, um, being. <laughs> so um, it, uh, I could, you know, but I'll go lowest common denominator, you know, because maybe that's not a belief you have. And I, you know, I want to be practical with this transmission, you know, to try to help as many people as I can. Um, uh, and so basically, I think um, we don't, um, yeah, it's very natural throughout history that um, chaos, chaos returns, right? Nature is absolute chaos, animals eating each other, things killing Life eating life, eating life, eating life, you know? Um, and so I don't want to get eaten. I don't want my family to get eaten or killed. And I imagine you don't want to be killed and you don't want your family to be killed or your neighbor, you know? And so on a very basic level, we don't want to die. We don't want to be sick. We don't want to be extremely uncomfortable. We want to at least be able to survive and hopefully thrive. Okay, so how do we avoid hell? How do we, never mind getting heaven, you know, which we can as well, but um, like, I mean, heaven in the sense of like a beautiful, you know, better earth. Um, but just in the basic level of like, say this very great danger at the moment of creeping and not so creeping anymore, kind of starting to pick up speed, totalitarianism, collectivism, people saying you don't have the right to do what you want, even though you're not hurting other people. We, we tell you what's right. And it's the group that matters. It's not the individual. You don't matter. And the individual can and should be sacrificed for the group, you know, which I, that's one culture. And I believe it's a toxic and misguided, foolish culture. Um, but other people, they disagree. And that's their belief. And they have behaviors which flow on from it. And they will be willing to lie and do all kinds of crazy stuff because they generally believe it's good. And, you know, they, they have their beliefs about what's good and what's real. You know, and they differ from mine. I believe, you know, if you're not hurting others, you have absolute divine right to keep doing it. You know, uh, it's your life, you know. Um, and uh, so just on a basic level of like, you know, keeping society going, making sure we have enough food and everything, we need to regenerate culture. We need to store culture, keep it, maintain what we have, um, not forget. Like, you know, if there's a big apocalypse, there will be a mass forgetting of um, what of the beliefs and behaviors of the past, the ways of living, um, and there'll be huge cultural loss. And that's like a real serious problem. Um, and it seems like it happened before, you know, look at Graham Hancock's work if you're interested in that. Um, uh, you know, Magicians of the Gods, um, Fingerprints of the Gods, America Before, or his Netflix documentary, Ancient Apocalypse, probably the easiest way to get into it. Six part documentary, really, really good. Um, basically, there's very good evidence that um, there was a, a lost civilization 12,000 years ago. Earth got hit by a comet around then, sea levels rose by 100 meters, and there's all this you know, quite um, persuasive, real scientific evidence from many different domains that there was um, this culture and it passed on some of what it knew it, you know, to others. But a lot of it was just lost and um, we, we totally forgot about it, except in a few stories here and there, until modern science has given us the tools to go and check things and bring information together. And it seems like actually there was this mass forgetting. So that can happen. Um, or, you know, the Dark Ages, you, you know, the Roman Empire fell. Europe forgot all this stuff. And Ireland <laughs> had to go out and, you know, kind of recolonize, you know, kind of spread literacy and um, 
knowledge and learning throughout Europe again by forming monasteries. Um, but anyway, hence the, the, the land of saints and scholars name, you know. Um, but anyway, so we uh, just, we, I think we all have a responsibility or an, you could say an opportunity, or I would say from my culture, from my beliefs, uh, we have a responsibility um, or an obligation uh, to try to help um, maintain healthy culture with our own culture, storing what we uh, helping maintain in the storage of, you know, like owning books and, you know, owning, um, you know, music and um, knowing how to play an instrument. So you're, you're a memory vessel of how to play an instrument or how to speak a language. You know, I'm learning Irish, you know, I want to maintain that. I want to be a storage so I can pass that on, you know? Um, and, uh, but all kinds of things like this where, to, so to help do your part to, um, store and, and explore, but by a uh, culture, uh, and to share culture with others, including your family and friends and stuff like, oh, let's watch a movie. Oh, let's have a book club or, oh, let's go to a play, you know, or whatever, or let's play some sport, our country sport, you know, maintain that. Um, and, or, you know, cook food for Christmas or whatever, you know, you're like, you know, here in, I'm in the Czech Republic. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the Czech traditions, bohemian traditions are really beautiful, you know, and it's, much more developed than say in Australia where I grew up. Um, but there's, you know, pros and cons to both, but it's really cool. You know, they, they maintain these traditions. So doing that. Um, and then if you can creating, you know, like it, it, uh, artworks of your own. So exploring art through making your own poetry, making your own stories, making your own food or um, making uh, you mean recipes, you know, although that's a bit different, you know, but okay. But like these things which help r refine our view of what's, um, right, you know, what's right, what's wrong, you know, on those two levels that we talked about and how we should therefore behave. Um, I think, uh, it's a great thing as much as you can be part of that. Maybe it's just through receiving it and kind of passing it on, or maybe it's through adapting it and kind of, you know, um, creating your own works of, you know, um, music or, or whatever it is that help either connect people to that feeling, that sacred feeling that unites culture or societies or to something which has something to teach us in terms of belief and behavior. Um, and, uh, by doing this, we can, um, most importantly avoid, um, nightmares, you know, um, a lot of people, uh, say people from Eastern Europe, they'll be more aware of this than people from Western Europe, for example, where, people in Eastern Europe, they remember, you know, from communism only fell like, what's it now, 30 years ago. And uh, a lot of people there, they still remember like, yeah, there was some, maybe there's some good points to things or whatever, you know, it's life, you know, of course, there's gonna be some good stuff. But um, people remember that, you know, the tragedy and the, the nightmare of what went on where the government had complete control and there's so much corruption and, you know, heartbreak and people just disappearing in the middle of the night being taken away. and. Um, that can happen anywhere and it's happening right now. If you think that couldn't happen here, well, why is it happening in North Korea right now? You know, that happens in 2023, you know, almost 2024. Um, why, why couldn't it happen there uh, where you are? You know, like uh, the answer is it can happen. The only thing holding it back is culture, your beliefs and your behavior. If you have the right culture, you will protect yourselves from going down the, those roads. Because if you have a, a large enough minority of, say, you got 20% of the population or something who 
who are savvy and understand what's right, um, then you can protect yourself from dark, you know, wolves and sheep's clothing trying to lead everyone to the slaughterhouse because um, they think it's good. You know, that's their culture, wolfish culture. They think, hey, you're a sheep, I'm a wolf. This is nature, I eat you and it tastes good. If I don't do it, how am I going to feed my little wolf babies, you know? And um, we go, yeah, fair enough, wolf. That's right. You're, you're correct. That is in your nature. And it's also in our nature to um, protect ourselves and develop the flourishing of our civilization. And um, uh, so, you know, if, uh, if the wolves come too close, then I believe from my culture, uh, I'm not a pure pacifist. I believe in self-defense and killing wolves <laughs> if they, you know, if they... If it's me, us or them, yeah, okay, sorry, Wolf, you know, um, but understanding the big picture that, you know, ideally, yeah, I mean, it's wolves, you, you need them there. You need that, that's part of nature. You need that dark presence, you know. Um, I'm using wolf as a metaphor here, obviously, but, but anyway, so I think, but yeah, we, to avoid these, you know, dark futures, um, which are very possible, and even just the decline and mediocrity of our culture, if it's just a boring or a sad or a depressed or an anxious culture, you know, we don't need that. Who wants that? Let's have a, an amazing life. Let's have a beautiful, expansive, curiosity burning, you know, um, culture, which is just, you know, lit up with, you know, uh, interest and gratitude for the gifts we, we find and we, we enjoy. Um, and so, but then, so the survival is the basic reason why we need to, I, I would encourage everyone to kind of consume and create as much culture, so to speak, as you can. Um, getting involved, excuse me, getting involved in um, like, not, um, not just art, like, you know, but just in general, trying to understand what, what is my culture? What are the beliefs and what are the behaviors? And um, try to refine them go, okay, what, what should we get rid of and what should we expand um, or what's something we should add maybe from overseas or oh, another country? Yeah, we should add this. It's good. Um, and uh, so kind of cultural maintenance, you know, um, and uh, yeah, so that's basically it. Like, yeah, um, what should we get rid of? What should we um, maintain and what should we add? Um, and you can do that through, you know, creating and experiencing or consuming um, art but also just in general, being part of your society and keeping your eyes open and understanding what culture is um, in beliefs and behavior so that you can try to be um, an active neuron, you know, a cell which is in the, the brain of the collective culture, in your family, in your community, in your culture at large and in, in, the, in your country and in the world. Um, and I think uh, especially the culture of individualism or a balanced individualism where it's not like, oh, screw you all, I do whatever I want, you know, often just by materialist consumption. No, but like true individualism, which is um, I will pursue the best interests of this branch and therefore I must pursue the best interests of the tree because the branch is the tree. The tree is the branch. Um, but you don't let the branch wither. You know, you're like, no, I'm focused on the branch. The other branches focus on themselves. I focus on myself. That is how the tree is healthy. Um, and so, you know, your country, let your country focus first on your country, making things well. But understand that if you try to chop off or hurt the other branches of other countries, you are truly only hurting yourself 
because you are not just your country, you are the whole world. You are humanity. We are all nature. We're all humanity. Um, so, you know, on a basic level, I think it's just good to know what culture is. But I think uh, for those cold to it, I would encourage you all to kind of understand there's a very noble, eternal, timeless purpose in um, those within the population who really seek to be well-read and um, to be well-versed in the culture and to try to serve the best interests of letting it flourish and bloom as much as possible. And that goes in waves, naturally, but to try to you know, make the lows higher and the the highs higher, you know. Um, and uh, a good one final thing I'd say is like uh, traveling is very good for this, learning about the other ways around the world that people live, you know, um, and consuming their culture, their art, you know. But at the end of the day, I think there's a lot to be gained, but um, uh, we we are products of our own culture, and so it's natural that when we should be aware that other people are very likely to, to hold on to their culture and that it's okay. I'd say for Europeans or Westerners, a very important lesson, I'm reading a book, great book, uh, highly recommend at the moment, almost finished, called the, the Strange Death of Europe. Terrifying book, but very, very good book, full of lots of insights. Um, and um, very balanced look at a crazy complex issue. Um, but by Douglas Murray, The Strange Death of Europe. And, uh, but I think Europeans or Westerners really need to be aware that, you know, we too are humans and we have the right to have our own culture and our own ways and, you know, to not be always apologizing for who we are. You know, um, just because the great empires in recent history have been European or European, you know, spin-offs doesn't mean that Europeans uh, should be ashamed or guilty or like um, are worse than others. It's like, you know, there are plenty of empires from the Middle East, Africa, Asia, all doing the same thing, you know. And even these days, you know, the certain imperialist governments who are doing similar things, say, um, which, you know, I won't mention today for, you know, no need, but, um, you know, like there are, uh, there's darkness all over, you know, the world in everyone. So, um, but, so, you know, every culture, um, I think, you know, I met a German once who, who was like, oh, I'm so ashamed of being German. I was like, just seems so unhealthy. Why would you think that? That's crazy. You know, there's so much good stuff about Germany as well as the bad, you know? So I think we should always, all kind of with our own selves, with our personality and with our family and with our community and with our countries and with humanity as a whole and the universe as a whole, we should have um, mercy, not just, you know, the quality of mercy be not strained, you know, as Shakespeare said. So balance justice, your, you know, um, executing of the, the will of right and wrong, um, balance that with an awareness of mercy and saying, yeah, like be gentle with ourselves, you know? Yeah, you know, we've done bad things, but let's focus on the good and try to make the good better. Be productive, be practical. Don't wallow in our misery and just cause more misery. So, yeah, I think for our own um, basic survival, but also just well-being and flourishing on all levels, personal, familial, collect, um, you know, community and culture, um, yeah, we really, um, it behooves us to be cultural beings and to um, learn instruments, read books, you know, try to expand our minds and our hearts. And uh, yeah, so Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, 
may uh, may all cultures, you know, follow their own paths, and um, may we soften our sharper edges, and um, may we be open to learning from each other, and may we be tolerant and gracious enough to accept when others are going down different paths, if it's not hurting others directly or hurting us directly, then they have the right to go down a path even if we think it's misguided. And so may all cultures uh, and people explore life um, and live to the best of our ability. So thank you. That's it. I'll see you around. See you in 2024. Woo!